0: American Airlines says it's taking the Boeing 737 MAX out of its schedule for two more months until early June. That means American will cancel nearly 20,000 flights in the first five-plus months of 2020. American's decision is an acknowledgement of the uncertainty about just when the grounded MAX will fly again. Two resolutions involving the right to keep and bear arms, a fiery topic during a... Beaufort County Commissioners' meeting, commissioner spent nearly an hour debating resolutions with the county manager and attorney, both weighing in. Commissioner Stan Detheridge introduced an
1: amendment. Anyone who is duly licensed in North Carolina to carry a firearm as a concealed weapon uh, and is employed by Beaufort County should be stable enough to handle it in a situation where their life is being threatened and the lives of their co-workers.
0: However, he decided later to withdraw that resolution and says he intends to make some tweaks and resubmit it for commissioners to consider next month. Sewing students at a high school in suburban St. Louis joining thousands of people worldwide making things to help the animals in Australia. More now from KOMX reporter Alex Digman. Kangaroos need joey pouches and koalas need mittens to help their burned paws heal. Jamie Daudet's intermediate and advanced sewing students are spending the week making four sets of pouches.
2: If you can give you should give, um, and I try to instill that in my students, too, that they all have a talent and if they can use it for good, they should, and we work together to kind of pick this
3: project.
0: Dawde says she tries to incorporate a service project for her intermediate and advanced students at the start of every semester. It was a no-brainer, she says, when she and her students came across this idea on social media. A new name for the Atlanta Braves' home ballpark, it will now be called Truist Park. It's been known as SunTrust Park the past three seasons. The change following SunTrust. Merger with bb to form Truist Financial. The new stadium name will be ready for the home opener. Bruce Farrell, NCN News.
1: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your calls. NFL, college football, national championship game. College hoops ramping back up little bit on a lot of other things including big baseball news as we bring in Richard Justice longtime writer for the Houston Chronicle and many others now with the MLB Network and MLB.com also the morning lineup podcast the Houston Astros won it all a couple years ago and the Houston Astros yesterday got something close to the sledgehammer high draft picks Taken away a record $5 million fine. That is the maximum allowed under the Major League Baseball Constitution. Also, year long suspensions for their GM and bench manager, who were then fired by Astros owner Jim Crane. So that sounds like close to a sledgehammer for intentional sign stealing in direct violation of MLB rules against using technology to do such things. But some other MLB teams are arguing that it was not enough. They're afraid to speak publicly, but Richard Justice is not. Richard, welcome Dave. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Do you think the penalty fit the crime with the Houston Astros?
2: Yeah, I would think so. I don't know what more he could do. Uh, he, it's, the, it's the harshest penalty ever, ever um, issued, and he hit them as hard as he could financially. The draft picks are devastating. To, to lose the four high draft picks is devastating. And you basically took the best front office in baseball, the best, best manager, general manager combination in the game, or top three, and you threw them out on the street and said, "We're going to have to start over." You know, if if there's <laughs> if there was more more worse punishment than that would have been appropriate, I guess it would have been the uh, the death penalty.
1: An anonymous team president told ESPN this entire thing was programmed to protect the future of the Astros franchise. Jim Crane still got his championship. Jim Crane still keeps his team. His fine is nothing. The sport of baseball has lost here, but Jim Crane has won. Do you agree with that?
2: No, I don't agree with that. Uh, I mean, what what would the guy want to do, like, to take the franchise away? I mean, seriously, what what do you – what are you looking to do? And they say, well, he's still got his championship. Does he? Because this was one of the great moments in the history of the city of Houston. After Hurricane Harvey, the team rallied around the city, the city rallied around the team. The team played with such energy and joy. It was this moment that of uh, just the city of Houston was always the place where we watched others celebrate. It was never going to have a moment. You know, it never had a moment like that. And now it's tainted. And, you know, so you can say, well, you should have taken more draft picks, buying more money. The one thing he did was took away their good name and, and their reputation. And their two highest, most prominent executives, you took away their good name and probably ended their careers. Uh, that's pretty tough in terms of punishment. But you, you, you know, the draft picks, the money, the, you're going to have to have a new front office. They, they you you couldn't cripple them to the point where they couldn't compete. I mean, if you're saying you can't spend on free agency, you can't have a draft, anything like that, that would have been ridiculous. I think the message was sent, and more than anything else, what you did was you took away their moment of joy, and you tainted it, and you put the whole organization under a cloud. And that's about as harsh as you can get.
1: Richard Justice is joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Richard Justice. Find his work at MLB.com and on the MLB Network. I see things much the way you just described, and I've always been kind of an optimistic, glass-half-full sports fan who sees a lot of good in sports of all kinds, uh, while, of course, recognizing that there's some ugly underbelly at times. I was saddened to read something where a front office executive was asked the question, do you believe most Major League Baseball owners would trade in this you know, hypothetical imaginary world? Would most MLB owners trade $5 million, the fine, those high draft picks, and be willing to lose as general manager and as bench manager in exchange for a World Series title? And the guy answered, yes, I think most would make that, you know, deal with the devil. You've been around this game forever. Do you believe, I mean, it's just a hypothetical, but do you believe that we're in a world that that, that is that cynical at the ownership level?
2: Um, You know, those hypotheticals like that, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I watched Jim Crane, I, I I watched him cry yesterday and, um, he was hurting in a way that um, you don't see people hurt in public that often. He was deeply affected. So, yeah, I mean, did it erase the joy of winning? Would you go back and do it all again? I, I don't. I don't. I can't answer that. And you know, it's easy to say, it's easy to have hypotheticals and make evaluations for others and all. Um, I I I know for a fact. Um, this has been a tough few weeks and that they hate like heck what happened here and wish it had never happened. Does it is it offset by that, that trophy? Well everybody that walks through that lobby now and sees that trophy. That trophy has another another meaning attached to it now. And uh, it's gonna be the only way you get it back <clears throat> is to win the World Series without cheating. You know, what what if George Springer is hitting two thirty on July one? What if the team is under five hundred? Everything the team accomplished is uh, going to be called into question. And, and you know, how do you cover the team now? You know, the team, the front office can say no more questions about sign stealing, but everything you did, everything you did goes back to, yeah, but was, did you do it on the up and up yeah. when you hit that home run against the Twins to win this, to come back from seven nothing and all that? Uh, did it really mean what we think it meant? Everything is called into question. And uh, so it's easy to say, yeah, I'd trade that for a World Series. You're not going through what the Houston Astros are going through today
1: we've been reminding the more casual baseball fan that there are all sorts of sign-stealing examples that are within the rules, right? If you're on second base and that catcher doesn't block his signs and you can figure something out, you know, this crossing of the line by the Astros, and we'll see the Red Sox are under investigation, involves the use of technology to steal signs in in a way that is clearly against that directive of Rob Manfred a few years ago. My question to you is, when you hear the phrase, everybody does it, and you know the Astros and maybe the Red Sox are just the ones that got caught, where do you think the truth lies there? Does everybody do this kind of cheating, or is that painting with too broad a brush? Um, that is way too broad a brush. It's easy for to take the cynical view. Everybody does it. That's my defense.
2: Everybody does it. Um, I know enough to know that everybody wasn't doing it to this level. Everybody's looking for a competitive advantage. Yeah. And the, the, the out is okay, you hired all these Wall Street people, you hired all these technology people, uh, you put these monitors right behind the dugout for replay. Well, of course they're going to cheat. This was not a gray area, David. The Astros knew what they were right. doing was cheating. Uh, you know, so <clears throat> playing by the rules is is not that complicated. And when you don't play by the rules, you're risking your reputation and you're risking your careers and all of that. Yes, I, I know all about sign-stealing. I mean, Frank Robinson was one of my closest friends, and he could look at a pitcher and know X, Y, and Z. Tony Glenn once come out, come off the field in a suspended game and tells the third base coach Tim Flannery, hey, be ready tomorrow, he's going to throw me a first-pitch slider and blah, 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 the guy, I want the guy to score from second. Well, that was just intuitive. You know, it's that Malcolm Gladwell thing, Blink. He didn't even – Tony probably didn't even know how he knew, but he knew. That's within the rule. Yeah. This is not.
1: Richard Justice is joining us on Twitter at RichardJusticeOnlineMLB.com, also the MLB Network. I, it, I've read that Rob Manfred essentially threatened all the other teams. Listen – Choose your words carefully if you say anything. And if you say the wrong thing, I'm going to hammer you. uh, Not the way I just hammered the Astros, but beware. And I saw the Dodgers, for example, who lost to the Astros in that 2017 World Series. They put out a statement anyway, and it was just kind of this passive-aggressive. The Dodgers have also been asked not to comment on any wrongdoing during the 2017 World Series, and will have no further comment at this time. What do you believe is happening behind the scenes? You you know a lot of people in a lot of places. I've read that there's anger about uh, the the Astros getting hit, but just not hit hard enough. As you said, how much harder can they, you know, what other tool is in the toolbox, I guess. But do you sense that frustration among the people you know at other franchises around the league?
2: People that I know think they got what they deserved, and uh, they didn't. You know, this is a generalization. Generalization. They didn't like Jeff Leno. They do love AJ Hinch, but they got what they deserved, and they sent a message to every other team: don't do this. I think, in terms of the making the public comments, uh, the commissioner couldn't have been more transparent in the in the report that he issued. He issued it in the first person and, and said pretty much everything that he knew, and he just told the teams: this has got to be the end of it. I don't, you know, you don't want you don't want the Yankees coming out and saying, you know what? We should have won the pennant in 2019 and would have if they hadn't cheated. Um, you're going down a road you don't, you don't know, like, and you start doing harm to the sport. The sport's been harmed enough by one team, one championship team, basically being tainted. So let's move on. Uh, the Houston Astros have been crippled in a significant way, but we can't obsess over it forever
1: there were no player penalties in the Astros right. scandal. Do you believe that was because it was too tricky to determine by the evidence who did what? Or do you believe there's a more uh, you know, high-arcing reason that they just chose to discipline the GM and uh, manager A.J. Hinch along with those draft picks and the fine?
2: In 2017, Rob Manfred told teams, if I find somebody else doing this again, it's going to be bad. And I'm going to hold the people accountable in charge, I'm going to hold the people in charge accountable. And the players were given immunity. Tell us what happened. Tell us how it happened, and that that's that's where it went. Uh, players were not, you know, if you'd started. The report says virtually every member of the 2017 Astros benefited at one time or another. Um, if you start trying to suspend every player, you're going to end up with dozens and dozens, and you basically would be, you, you can't know where all the tentacles go. And also, in, in, in effect. You you have to put the blame where the blame goes, and the blame went on them, the people that were in charge.
1: Last thing for you, where do you expect the Red Sox investigation to go? A lot of similarities uh, or very different?
2: He's going to hammer I mean, I would be shocked if Alice Gore is their general manager on opening day. He was the mastermind at Houston. He's mentioned 11 times in the report. What you hear today is that the Red Sox are going to stand beside their guy and whatever punishment he gets, he's not going to be dismissed. We'll see about that. I mean, every team, there is a, you know, the Crenshaw has overall arching authority, but teams uh, are in, char- you know, in charge of their own employment. Do I expect him to ever manage the Red Sox again? I don't expect him to manage in 2020.
1: Good stuff, man. Thanks for visit- visiting us uh, as always here on the David Glen Show.
2: Thank you
1: for having me. You got it. On Twitter at Richard Justice. Online, he is a correspondent for MLB.com. Also, co host of the Morning Lineup podcast. Catch him on the MLB network as well. Richard Justice has been covering Major League Baseball for decades. Uh, first caught him with the uh, Houston Chronicle as a writer way back in the day. All right, college basketball is on our mind. LSU over Clemson and other college football is on our mind. The NFL looking back and forward. Titans at Chiefs, Packers at 49ers, Lamar Jackson leftovers. Storytelling. What's the furthest you've ever taken a sports superstition? A Kansas City Chiefs fan paid more than $250 on the secondary market to see his beloved team face the Houston Texans this past weekend. After being told for years that he was a bad luck charm and seeing the Texans go up 21 to nothing in the first quarter on the Chiefs, Charles Penn, believing he was indeed that bad luck charm, left the stadium. After his departure from the stands, the Chiefs, of course, stormed back without the bad luck charm watching them anymore to win 51 31 over Houston. He even got a shout-out, uh, Charles Penn did, from Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, after the game. That inspired that question of the day. What is the furthest you've ever taken a sports superstition, whether you believed you were the good luck charm or the bad luck charm? You can be next with that story. You can be next with your question or comment. The Astros penalty, was it enough? Some teams say No. Some, including Richard Justice, say I'm not sure how much further Major League Baseball could have gone with its penalties. College football, to me, it was more about a great LSU team than it was about a lacking Clemson team or even a lacking in-depth Atlantic Coast Conference. The Canes lost at Washington last night. They are back home Friday and Sunday with the All-Star break looming next week. Sidney Crosby gets back on the ice for the first time in two months tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's actually a national TV game. Some NBA, a lot of college basketball. Number three, Duke, is the best team I have seen all year. The Devils are at Clemson tonight trying to extend their winning streak to 10 straight games. They'll be playing without Joey Baker, without freshman Wendell Moore Jr. again, so the rotation shrinks a little bit. We'll see if the Tigers can give the Devils headaches the way they stunned the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill this past weekend. Wake Forest hosts Virginia Tech tonight. Louisville, another of the best in the ACC so far, visits Pittsburgh tonight. Elsewhere, UNC Wilmington has fired third-year head coach C mcgrath formerly an assistant to roy williams at unc you have questions and comments in college hoops the nfl college football big baseball headlines you can be next with your question or comment or your storytelling by dialing 1-800-849-2761 that's how you can join us on the david glenn show Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us boo
4: you and agriculture you. I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture.
1: Stay with us on The David Glenn Show.
5: In sports I'm Jeff Hamlin. Alexander Ovechkin scored twice in the first period as the Washington Capitals defeated the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0 last night in the Capital One Center. Ilya Samsonov stopped 23 shots for the first shutout of his career as the Hurricanes' three-game winning streak came to an end. Peter Morozik made 28 saves for Carolina, who posted shutouts in its previous two games. It was the final game of the season between the two Metropolitan Division rivals. In men's college basketball, C.B. McGrath has been fired as the head coach at UNC Wilmington. The announcement came Monday night from Seahawks athletic director Jimmy Bass. McGrath, a former assistant under Roy Williams at UNC, replaced Kevin Keats at UNCW in April 2017. He had a 26-58 and record over three years assistant coach Rob Burke will serve as interim coach. Last night in men's college basketball, Miac action. North Carolina A&T now 3-0 in the Miac. They defeat Delaware State on the road 98-77. North Carolina Central defeats Maryland Eastern Shore 69-64. LSU is the national champion in college football after defeating Clemson 42-25 last night in the Superdome in New Orleans. Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow threw for 400 63 yards and five touchdowns while also running for a score as LSU wrapped up its third national championship since 2003. Jamar Chase had nine receptions for 221 yards and two touchdowns. The final Associated Press top 25 college football poll of the season released early this morning. LSU finished number one, Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, Georgia number four, Oregon number five, The only North Carolina team to finish ranked this season, Appalachian State. The Sunbelt Conference champions finish number 19. This is sports from NCN.
3: Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the
5: rock
1: t-shirt in the back of your closet.
3: (laughs) Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in, like, forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a
6: difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the
3: back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweat- Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday Fundays left in me.
2: So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a
6: difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
3: Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen.
5: It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs.
6: Man, we really could have used him.
5: Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council
3: and grads gradsoflife.org.
1: to the david glenn show all three guests are in the books roddy jones live from new orleans on the college football national championship game hat tip to joe burrow and eddie o in the lsu tigers They are 15-0. It had never been done at the FBS level. Clemson did it last year on the way to the national title. The LSU Tigers did it this year at Clemson's expense. 42-25 was the final score. Brent Venable's vaunted Clemson defense, which had given up only 12 points per game on average this season. Did bother Joe Burrow and that prolific offense for quite a while, but then three touchdown passes in the second quarter, or in the first half, I should say, No QB had faced Clemson and done that in an entire game. Heisman winner Joe Burrow ended up with three in the first half, five overall, ran for another score, and it just got away as Burrow was setting that single season FBS touchdown pass record with a grand total of 60. Expect him to be, in all likelihood, your number one overall NFL draft pick this spring. Trevor Lawrence, of course, only a sophomore, will be back for his junior year with the Clemson Tigers. And yes, they are the Vegas favorite. clemson tigers to win next year's national championship i have college basketball on my mind a coaching carousel domino fell over the last 24 hours former unc assistant cb mcgrath longtime right-hand man to roy williams kansas and unc was fired at unc wilmington halfway through his third season leading the seahawks and on the court of course we have duke at clemson tonight wake hosting virginia tech tonight Louisville visiting Pitt tonight. NC State has two home games later this week, Miami tomorrow, Clemson on Saturday. It is time for the Wolfpack to live up to fairly high preseason expectations. I think Duke, Florida State, and Louisville set the pace in this league. I think the Wolfpack has as much potential as anyone outside those three. They have been struggling a bit, lost at Clemson, lost at Virginia Tech. They get the Hurricanes and those Clemson Tigers at home this week. Perfect time, especially if C.J. Bryce can get healthy. He, he has been the best player for the Wolfpack while healthy this season. Oddly enough, a former UNC Wilmington Seahawk. UNC is off until Saturday when they visit Pittsburgh. The Heels have lost seven of their last nine. Today is four weeks into the estimated four to six weeks that it would take the freshman point guard Cole Anthony to recover from his knee surgery. No word yet on when he will return. Probably not at Pitt this weekend, I would guess, but perhaps soon after that, as the Tar Heels, of course, are running out of time to make something of their season. Steve is in Wilmington. Terry is in Wilmington. You can chime in from Asheville or Boone or the Triad to our west. Greenville, Rocky Mount, Fayetteville, the Triangle, one eight hundred eight four nine two seven six one. 849 2761 Quickly on the baseball story to follow up on Richard Justice. Let's go to Steve and Terry and you, 1-800-849-2761. If you're just joining us, the storytelling question is in honor of a Chiefs fan who was so convinced he is their bad luck charm that when he showed up for the playoff game this weekend and the Chiefs went down 21 nothing, he left the stadium. He recorded himself and posted it on social media and said, I think it's me. And, of course, as soon as he left, the game turned and his beloved Chiefs stormed back to win 51-31. He got a shout out from Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs star quarterback after the game, begging him to no longer attend Chiefs games. He says he's happy to do that, even wasting 250 plus on that game against the Texans. He bought the ticket, but then felt the need to leave quickly in the criminal justice system. Back to baseball quickly. I know this is not a perfect analogy. I get it. People dying is different than people cheating to win baseball games like the Astros did on the way to their 2017 World Series title. I just want to remind somebody of a concept that is in play here. In the real world, you could kill someone and not be guilty of anything. You could also kill someone and end up getting the death penalty for killing someone. Think about that now. It might not sound commonsensical to you, but... You don't have to have a background as an attorney to understand. I am aware of cases. Let's say you're driving, someone jumps out between two parked cars at the last split second, you hit them and they die. There is a chance you don't get a ticket. There is a chance you don't have any penalty whatsoever. Horrible incident, of course. You might have psychological scars, but if you were doing nothing wrong, They study it. They look at it. You weren't exceeding the speed limit. You weren't driving recklessly. You weren't texting when you weren't supposed to be texting. You weren't distracted by something else. You were going the right speed, minding your own business, driving entirely responsibly. Something horrible happened anyway, and your car caused the death of a person. In the real world, you might have no repercussion at all. They're not going to write you a speeding ticket if you weren't speeding. They're not going to get you for reckless driving if you weren't being reckless. And they're not going to charge you automatically for somebody's death if you did nothing wrong. If someone jumps out at the last split second even while you were paying attention, hands at 10 and 2, staring straight forward, not texting, not distracted, bad stuff happens sometimes, right? And in the real world, in the criminal justice system, you could cause the death of someone and get no penalties whatsoever. But of course, in other contexts, if it is an on-purpose, I sought you specifically out and I was trying to kill you and I killed you, well, guess what? We have something called first-degree murder that may put you on death row if you're caught. It is all, or largely, I should say, about intent. And as we come back to your calls, I bring this up in the baseball context because in baseball, there's legal forms of cheating, right? Or legal forms of sign stealing, I should call it. Some consider it cheating, but it's not against the rules. There are illegal forms of sign stealing. And when you get to the point that like first-degree murder, I know what the rules are. I know what I'm doing is wrong. I know it's clearly against the law. Someone's going to die as a result in the one context. I'm helping myself win games at the other context at the expense of my opponents, of course. It's almost entirely about intent in those differences in the criminal justice system. And it has to be largely about intent when it comes to these sports scandals. If the Astros did something wrong accidentally, they would get a smaller fine. Does the NCAA in another context know that not all schools can govern all boosters at all times? Why do you get smaller penalties if one of your rich boosters who wants to feel important turned out to be lining somebody's pockets in violation of NCAA amateurism rules? Do you know why the penalties are smaller for that? Because you, the university... We're not out to break the rules on purpose. Now, you can still get in trouble for what your booster does. That's why these schools try to educate their boosters on what is allowed and what is not allowed. But again, what matters? Intent matters. If the president of the university is involved in the wrongdoing, everybody remember the SMU death penalty case? Why did SMU football get the death penalty? Not just because boosters were given athletes money, but because after that scandal happened, and the NCAA hammered SMU, and everybody knew what wrongdoing was happening, it got to the point where the coach was involved, the athletic director was involved, the board of trustees created a secret slush fund just to defraud the NCAA, while they, the board of trustees, these are the higher-ranking decision-makers. This isn't a booster. This isn't a player who had his hand out. This isn't a coach who forgot a recruiting rule temporarily. These are the people who are in charge of those in the athletic department, and they were on purpose violating the rules, paying players themselves with a secret slush fund. If you don't bring out a sledgehammer for intentional on-purpose violations of the most important rules, especially by the higher-ranking officials, don't ever expect anyone to take your rules seriously again. In your family, in your business, in the NCAA context or in the pro context. If you don't penalize intent when they violate the biggest rules, everyone should roll their eyes at you. Everyone should shrug their shoulders. Nobody should take you seriously. It was incumbent on baseball to send a message here. It was incumbent on baseball to say, when we tell you, via a directive, in very clear language. You can't use technology, cameras, et cetera, to to steal signs and communicate it to your own players. You can't do it. It's not a gray area. You can't do it. They put out that directive years ago, and the Astros did this stuff anyway. I'm glad the Astros got $5 million as a fine. Again, if you don't know the rules, you might not think that's a lot of money. It is the most allowed by the Major League Baseball Constitution. You can't ignore the Constitution just because you're angry. We say that in politics today enough. I'm very well versed on the United States Constitution given my legal background. You don't get to ignore it just because you're in a hissy fit, just because something is important enough to you. That's not how sane, legal, you know, respectful of the law countries work. It's not how organizations work either. The Astros knew the rules The Astros got the directive. The Astros violated the rules on purpose anyway and end up cheating on their way to the World Series title. In the criminal justice system, it is largely about intent. You could kill somebody and get no penalty. You could kill somebody and get the death penalty. That's how the real world works. It should be that way in sports as well. And when you do stuff wrong on purpose in violation of rules that impact the integrity of the game in this case – that's why first and second round draft picks over the next two years was part of the punishment. That's why $5 million, the record, was part of the punishment, the fine for the Astros. That's why the, the manager and the GM both got one-year suspensions, and then I'm happy, I'm glad. I don't like bad things to happen to good people or bad people. But you sign up for this when you violate rules on purpose, or in the case of Jeff Luno or A.J. Hinch, According to the Astros owner, Jim Crane, who fired them, he actually said neither Jeff nor A.J. initiated or started this stuff, but neither one did anything about it either. That's how schools have to penalize asleep-at-the-switch coaches when bad stuff happens on their watch. That's how the NCAA more often lately has been going after coaches, even when the coaches aren't the initiators of the wrongdoing. You can't just turn your head and hope it all goes away and expect no repercussions. Baseball hammered the Astros not quite as much as they were allowed under, under baseball rules, but it is the biggest set of sanctions in Major League Baseball history. And given the serious, on-purpose nature of the violations, I'm glad they got what they got. Steven Wilmington, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Did you
4: ever think of going into politics,
1: I have, but my wife is against the idea, so I have resisted. It, it also matters probably, Steve, that neither the Republicans nor the Democrats like me very much, and it's really hard to win as an independent. So I, I've factored that into the equation as well. All
4: right. Hey, a quick word on Steve McGrath from a local standpoint and then uh, the superstition thing, question yeah. of the day. Here uh, in town, I will tell you that uh, it didn't surprise me that uh, Jimmy Bass let him go. The timing of it kind of surprised me, right in the middle of the season. Yeah. But you lose, like you said, you said it very well. You lose 11 in a row, and you lose to Elon and stuff like that. It was, but we got spoiled by Kevin Keats, and I think that was a big part of it too. When you
1: mentioned that, I mean, I'm sad for really CB McGrath. Level. I'm really sad for him. Uh, he's a friend of the program. He's two and a half years into his head coaching career. You know, nobody wishes anybody on anybody for their dream to end this way right what is your dream if you're a college basketball player and you have that coaching itch someday I want to run my own program so he helps Roy Williams run Kansas he helps Roy Williams run the Tar Heels finally gets his opportunity three years ago at a place like UNC Wilmington where they have won as you said under Kevin Keats recently but also under Brad Brown now under Jerry Wainwright under others nobody wants to Anybody to go from realizing their lifelong dream in their favorite sport to fired two and a half years into that career, I mean, it's painful. My heart goes out to the guy right now. But you, you painted part of the picture there. You know he's he's at he's the head coach of the program that matters most at UNC Wilmington. It is not a football school. It's men's basketball and baseball and some other things. And he's in year three, not year one. And his best player or one of them left at midseason. And some others have won there recently, and he's three, two and a half years into having what he was eleven and twenty-one his first year, ten and twenty-three last year, five and fourteen so far this year. Those eleven straight losses, and when you're in year three, and the first-year head coach at Elon beat you by seventeen, you know that that's the kind of thing that causes ads to contemplate the kinds of moves that Jimmy Bass just made. Yeah.
4: It was- $600,000 buyout for the rest of this contract, too, Dave, and that I think goes into the fix as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you know how ADs think. I can afford that $600,000 buyout because if we re-energize how much people care about UNC Wilmington basketball, does everybody remember the energy? What was it? Kevin Keats took the Seahawks to the big dance two out of his three years there, right? And, and I think won the league, or won the regular season maybe, in the year that he did not make the NCAA tournament. So three straight years worth celebrating jimmy bass knows that if he gets that energy back that six hundred thousand dollars will pay for itself very quickly
4: that's right he packed the house which is a big thing too
1: yeah
4: all right A quick superstition for you um you have met the lovely and talented Gabriella. he thinks he is a Patriots jinx three years ago at our super bowl party at the house they're getting hammered by the falcons i think it was 27 to 3 at halftime he says i'm leaving the room i said "Oh, don't leave the room She I'm leaving the room. She goes upstairs not to watch the game. All of a sudden, things start to change. Wow. She's bringing her score updates. And sure enough, James White scores the winning touchdown. She never comes back in the room. He says, I'm never watching them
1: again. <laughs> and that is very much like that Kansas City Chiefs fan, man. Call it coincidence, call it bad luck charm, whatever. Steve, your story was perfect for storytelling today. Thanks for chiming in from Wilmington, one eight hundred eight four nine two seven six one. 849 2761 Last call for phone calls is on the other side. David is wondering, what if LSU quarterback Joe Burrow just doesn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, We've seen Andrew Luck and Eli Manning and similar stories over the years from guys coming out of the college ranks. Matt and Greenville may have a story to share with his fellow sports fans across our great state. Robert may have one as well. You can be next with your question or comment. College hoops, little baseball, a lot of NFL and college football, 1-800-849-2761. Zion Williamson is back in the NBA headlines. More on that story with more of your calls next.
4: I don't want those damn Dukies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just
1: forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell.
5: Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn
1: Show. My fellow Kaniacs, hockey fans, and assorted cool people, believe it or not, your Carolina Hurricanes have only three more home games between now and the NHL All-Star break. Your options, Friday, January 17th, the Anaheim Ducks are in town for a 7.30 start. On Sunday the 19th, it's Military Appreciation Night with special ticket offers as the Islanders visit for a 5 o'clock start. On Tuesday the 21st, it's the Winnipeg Jets. Three games before the break. Learn more at hurricanes.com slash tickets.
3: At AT AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month or less. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway included at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash access now to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes taxes and fees.
1: Includes one terabyte of data per month. Data overage charges apply. For details about data allowance, go to att.com internet usage. Geographic and service restrictions apply.
5: You hear that familiar jingle, and you get
3: hungry. No wonder. That's because Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue has been serving up that down-home goodness for decades. Got a lot of folks to feed? No problem. Order up a party platter to feed five or 500, including all the sides, utensils, and that signature sweet tea. Then just slide down to your local Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. Break away from the everyday to Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue.
1: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Robert and Matt and David and others want in. You can join us. College football, last gasp, if you will. LSU over Clemson last night. We gave you our two cents on the Clemson Tigers and the LSU Tigers and really what it means for ACC football more generally. Some unfair criticism, I believe, because of a single loss in a single game. Clemson has done that to plenty of SEC opponents. So just because LSU One by 17 last night. It doesn't turn the world upside down. Clemson did worse than that to Alabama just last year in the national championship game and looked pretty darn good in taking out Ohio State in this year's semifinals as well. What's the furthest you've ever taken a sports superstition? The Chiefs fan who left the game at Arrowhead this weekend after paying 250 plus for his ticket because he thought he was the bad luck charm that his friends had been convincing or trying to convince him he was for about seven years. He came to believe it. When the Texans went up 21 to nothing in the first quarter, he left. And of course, as soon as he left, the Chiefs turned things around and won that game. 1 800 849 2761. As we come back to your phone calls, quick reminder tonight college basketball offers Duke at Clemson, Wake hosting Virginia Tech, Louisville visiting Pittsburgh. The Wake versus Virginia Tech game, not noteworthy for many reasons, but look, put it this way CB McGrath was just fired at UNC Wilmington. For a lot of different reasons. But one of them, 11 game losing streak, losing by a lot to an Elon team. This is an in state opponent in your same conference that is essentially one of your colleagues, right? And you're in year three at UNC Wilmington, and Mike Shraggy's in year one at Elon, and they not only beat you handing your 11th straight loss, they crush you. Why do I bring that up as Duke visits Clemson, Louisville visits Pitt, Wake Forest hosts Virginia Tech tonight? Obviously, Duke and Louisville are far more important teams nationally than either Wake or Virginia Tech of the ACC. I bring it up because there is an interesting contrast tonight in Winston-Salem. Mike Young just got to Virginia Tech. Mike Young had a woeful situation midway through the offseason. After, remember, Buzz Williams leaves Virginia Tech basketball for Texas A&M, arguably the greatest Virginia Tech basketball coach ever. Seriously, what he did in a relatively short time with the Hokies was the peak of the history of that school's basketball program. So he takes the big money at Texas A&M, and Mike Young is hired away from Wofford. And Mike Young is expected to have a really tough opening season with the Hokies. He's got six freshmen playing in his top nine. He had nobody who did anything of significance for Buzz Williams' team last year. Remember, best players? It was uh, Kerry Blackshear leaves for Florida via transfer. Nikhil Alexander-Walker leaves early for the NBA. Other guys were seniors. So essentially, you inherit... Well, Bisa Beattie, like a defensive-oriented point guard who was an okay player, but that's about it. A couple of red shirts, and then you got to piece together a last-minute recruiting class just to have a team to field. Well, instead of being slotted at 15th in a 15-team league, which is where a lot of people had the Hokies pegged, given Mike Young's a heck of a coach, look what he did at Wofford over 17 years, but give him time. He's going to need time in the mighty ACC. Well, instead... Mike Young has the Hokies playing great basketball, has them, you know, you would put them like fifth, sixth, seventh in your ACC power rankings, long way from number 15, and he's doing it in year one, just as Elon just crushed UNC Wilmington. The new guy, Mike Schragi, first year, crushes the third year guy. You don't think that matters at all? Optics, reality, however you want to put it, it does matter. And frustrated Wake Forest fans are saying to Danny Manning, hey, man, we remember the Skip Prosser days. We remember the Dave Odom days. We remember the Tim Duncan days, the Chris Paul days. We had some success prior to your arrival, and now it's year six, and you've only taken us to one NCAA tournament. If in year six, Danny Manning continues to sag toward the bottom part of the ACC standings, but the team... That is visiting tonight, Mike Young and Virginia Tech. Somehow they're rising, and he just got there, and he's playing six freshmen, and he's shooting threes, and he's, you know, they're moving the ball around. They don't have any size, they don't have hardly any experience. They have all sorts of reasons to lose at Virginia Tech right now. They're not a stocked roster, they are not a full cupboard. They have a red shirt freshman named Landers Nolly, who's the real deal, looks like an all ACC guy flat-out sniper who killed NC State when the Hokies beat the Wolfpack up in Blacksburg. They have a couple of good defenders. They have a couple of Swiss Army knife guys. They have some three-point shooters. Not a loaded cupboard. But Mike Young in year one has the Hokies in all the right conversations, and Danny Manning in year six probably does not have an NCAA tournament-caliber team despite senior point guard Brandon Childress. Shondi Brown's a good junior. He's been hurt a little bit. Olivier Saar is a big man who's coming along in the post under Danny Manning. Three pretty good building blocks. Not a lot beyond those guys on the Wake roster, but that's, of course, on Danny Manning. As Wake hosts Virginia Tech tonight, just keep that in mind. There's what you're doing, and then there's what are you doing compared to the rest of your neighborhood. Mike Young at Virginia Tech is making a lot of others look bad because surrounded by nothing but reasons to lose, he's figuring out a way to win, whereas others are much further into their tenure and somehow haven't yet found a way to win or at least not often enough. Robert is in Morrisville and next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, Robert, what's going on? I'm doing great, man. Go right ahead. What's the furthest you've ever taken your sports superstition?
4: Well, it, it happened when I came to uh, the faculty at NC State in 1981 along with a guy named Jim Valvano Good timing. and Mike Cheshevsky up the road. Uh, they were on different pay scales. But anyhow, um, it was 1983 when I discovered that I couldn't watch the Wolfpack play on television. I had to get out of the room, like your guy from, uh, which you introduced your segment with. Sure. And so since that time, big games, close games, I can't watch. I have to go away.
1: Now, now, does the professorial mind of yours, have you analyzed the results? Do you believe you're impacting Wolfpack wins or Wolfpack losses? Is there a scientific connection here?
4: Well, there's data and there's belief.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's well put. And I think that's what goes into these superstitions. That Kansas City Chiefs fan believes that he's hurting his team. He paid $258 for that ticket, but left because he thought the Sean Watson and the Texans were winning in part because he was the bad luck charm. And, and clearly the evidence suggests that when Robert left the room, the 1983 Wolfpack, I have heard turned out pretty well, right? There you go. There you go. I wonder what he did after he left. Did he run to a radio? You know, I I read the story. I'm not sure. Does he believe that if he's even watching, he's still a bad luck charm or does he have to be there in person? I do remember from the article that his chiefs fan buddies back in 2013, when he showed up for a playoff game, things went sour and the chiefs lost that game. So the seeds of him as a bad luck charm were not in attendance at a game. It was just a party and a bunch of guys watching the game. But that those seeds seven years later have sprouted. And now if he's at Arrowhead, Arrowhead the Chiefs lose. If he comes to your party, the Chiefs lose. I don't know if he's allowed to watch on TV like by himself. I'm not sure how far that's, that superstition goes, but we can figure it out. 1-800-849-2761. All right, I have some final thoughts and some TV picks as we come down the stretch next.
4: The great difference between sport and capital E entertainment and capital S sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is
1: unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.
5: in Sports, I'm Jeff Hamlin. Alexander Ovechkin scored twice in the first period as the Washington Capitals defeated the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0 last night in the Capital One Center. Ilya Samsonov stopped 23 shots for the first shutout of his career as the Hurricanes' three-game winning streak came to an end. Peter Morozik made 28 saves for Carolina, who posted shutouts in its previous two games. It was the final game of the season between the two Metropolitan Division rivals. In men's college basketball, C.B. McGrath has been fired as the head coach at UNC Wilmington. The announcement came Monday night from Seahawks athletic director Jimmy Bass. McGrath, a former assistant under Roy Williams at UNC, replaced Kevin Keats at UNCW in April 2017. He had a 26-58 record over three years. Assistant coach Rob Burke will serve as interim coach. Last night in men's college basketball MiAC action, North Carolina A&T now 3-0 in the MiAC. They defeat Delaware State on the road. 98-77. to North Carolina Central defeats Maryland Eastern Shore 69-64. LSU is the national champion in college football after defeating Clemson 42-25 last night in the Superdome in New Orleans. Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow threw for 463 yards and five touchdowns. While also running for a score as LSU wrapped up its third national championship since 2003, Jamar Chase had nine receptions for 221 yards and two touchdowns. The final Associated Press top 25 college football poll of the season released early this morning. LSU finished number one, Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, Georgia number four, Oregon number five. The only North Carolina team to finish ranked this season, Appalachian State. The Sunbelt Conference champions finish number 19. This is sports from NCN.
2: Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing.
6: To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine.
3: It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
6: Hey, Kevin, thinking about saving for retirement? Yeah, but how do I start? It's easy with Avvo, a retirement coach.
3: Let's learn the Avo bet. A is for taking action. Not anxiety? No, Kevin, you're going to be fine. You sick? Barely. V is for variety.
6: Huh, change up my strategy. Okay.
3: Pose for Optimize Your Savings. Let AVO lead the way. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Whoa.
0: The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's
4: huge!
0: Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't! Even the sky has no limit.
5: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you
6: and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. A
1: ranger station.
3: I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me.
1: So you drowned the fire, you stirred it. Drowned it again and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good.
3: Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update.
4: I'm going to let you go
3: now.
1: There are many ways to
5: start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com.
3: Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester.
1: We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And the they come. Final thoughts today led by thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. The National Sports Media Association will honor Kevin Harlan, National Sportscaster of the Year. Adrian Woznarski, National Sports Writer of the Year, among many, many others, in late June in Winston-Salem with a cool banquet and a bunch of other festivities. It was cool to hear from my colleagues, Ed Harden, Greensboro News and Record, North Carolina Sports Writer of the Year, John Forsland and I, the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes and I, were both named the North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year. Darren, you know how I feel about you, so thank you as my producer This honor, a great one, would not have been possible without your hard work over these last five years. The voters, thanks to you for honoring me with your vote. Our staff, including interns, y'all inspire me every day. Our affiliates... ESPN Asheville, Sports Hub Triad, ESPN Wilmington, 94.3 The Game in Greenville, 99.9 FM, Brian and Dennis and the rest of the crew over there. Our sponsors, some of y'all have been with me for like 20 years, Continental Tire, Sport Clips, and many, many others, thanks to all of you, and of course, the listeners. I think if we didn't have a show, we couldn't be Sports Anything of the Year, right? fact and without listeners and sponsors and affiliates we wouldn't have a show so thanks to everybody for your role in this latest great honor i appreciate all of that tv picks tonight a little hockey a lot of nba and college hoops enjoy we'll see you tomorrow mr president barack obama welcome to the david glenn show how are you david it's great to be on it's wonderful to talk to the folks in north carolina
4: I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people
0: of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me.
3: The David Glenn Show.
0: NCN News. I am Bruce Farrell. The House preparing to vote tomorrow on sending articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump to the U.S. Senate. Here's the latest from Sagar Magani. While meeting privately with House Democrats, sources say Speaker Nancy Pelosi suggested voting tomorrow, a month after the House impeached the President on two charges. That will tee up a historic Senate trial, just the third on impeaching a President. And GOP Chief Mitch McConnell says his chamber will write the Democrats' Wrong.
1: with seriousness
0: and sobriety. McConnell is not yet agreeing to Democrats' demands that the trial have new witnesses. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says all past impeachment trials did.
6: The American people know that a trial without witnesses and documents is not a real trial. It's a sham trial. Sagar Magani, Washington.
0: Durham City officials developing a plan that involves the $95 million housing bond to help with a public housing complex plagued with carbon monoxide issues. Durham's Mayor Steve Shewell asking the federal government to step in and assist in what he's calling a full-fledged emergency. Ashley Kennedy is the president of the McDougall Terrace Public Housing Complex's Residence Council. We just appreciate you guys, um, not just through this crisis, I want you guys to remember us after this, after this happens. Come back to our community once the cameras are gone. Mm-hmm. Stand with our community because our community, we will come home. Prosecutors say a former U.S. Army Green Beret pleading guilty for a role in a conspiracy to steal money from the government that was meant to support the armed forces' mission in Afghanistan. The Raleigh based U.S. Attorney's Office said William Todd Chamberlain pleading guilty to conspiracy and receiving stolen government property. American Airlines says it's taking the Boeing 737 MAX out of its schedule for two more months until early June. That means American will cancel nearly 20,000 flights in the first five months of 2020. American's decision and acknowledgement of the uncertainty surrounding the grounded Max Jets. You're listening to NCN News.